from Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Tuesday, September 6th. I'm Marco Werman. In Pakistan, members of one family reflect on how their lives have changed in the past 10 years. For one thing, the increased threat of violence has forced them to change their routines. My father and I made this thing where we will not go to the mosque together because if something bad happens, we're pretty much the breadwinners and the, uh, the core of the family. Also on the program in Afghanistan, a civil engineer helps to restore some of Kabul's architectural treasures. I'm saving my culture, I'm saving my history, and I think I gained a lot of knowledge into myself. BBC News with Marion Marshall. The NATO-led mission in Afghanistan, ISAF, has suspended the transfer of detainees to some Afghan jails following allegations of widespread torture. The suspension applies to eight provinces where there are concerns that prisoners could be mistreated in custody. A UN report describes how prisoners have been beaten and, in some cases, electrocuted. Quentin Somerville reports from Kabul. The torture was commonplace and systematic. Prisoners, many of whom had been handed over by NATO troops, were beaten with rubber hoses, threatened with sexual assault and in some cases given electric shocks. Most of those suspected of being insurgents were held without charge. Many of the accusations came in an as-yet unpublished UN report. In one case, a 19-year-old man was beaten for 19 days straight. He eventually bled to death. A heavily armed convoy of 50 Libyan vehicles is driving through the African state of Niger after crossing the desert border from Libya. The U.S. State Department spokeswoman, Victoria Newland said the American ambassador in Niger had discussed the convoy with officials there. She said Niger was being urged to cooperate with Libya's National Transitional Council. Apparently a convoy has entered and it does include some senior members of the Qaddafi regime, but we do not believe that Qaddafi himself was among them. Uh, we have strongly urged the Nigerian officials to detain those members of the regime. We've also urged them to work with the TNC with regard to uh, their interest in any of these individuals and bringing those who may need to be brought to justice. The Turkish Prime Minister Recep Tayyip Erdogan has said that all military ties with Israel have been suspended. It's a sign of Turkey's growing anger over Israel's refusal to offer a full apology for its raid on a flotilla heading for Gaza last year, during which nine Turkish activists were killed. Politicians in Somalia have approved a deal aimed at installing an elected government within a year and restoring peace and security after decades of instability. At the end of a UN-backed conference in Mogadishu, they also agreed to pass anti-piracy legislation and write a new constitution. Here's our East Africa correspondent, Will Ross. Somalia's politicians have done the easy part, putting pen to paper. At the United Nations-backed conference in Mogadishu, they signed an agreement which sets out the roadmap towards elections next August. It includes the lofty task of making the country secure. The Islamist insurgent groups like al-Shabaab were not at this conference and have promised to keep fighting the government. Somalia's politicians are deeply divided along clan lines and in the eyes of many Somalis, they've failed the people for years. Putting aside the political wrangles to implement this roadmap would be a major achievement. World News from the BBC. 
Share prices in the United States have fallen slightly in early trading after a day of greater stability on European markets following sharp losses on Monday. There were small falls on the main share indexes in Paris and Frankfurt, but the FTSE in London closed higher. Bank shares suffered the biggest declines due to continuing fears about their exposure to the Eurozone debt crisis. The Italian government has announced its latest revisions to an austerity package aimed at stabilising the country's finances, as tens of thousands of Italians took part in protests against planned budget cuts. David Willey reports from Rome. In Milan, striking workers threw eggs and smoke bombs at banks. In Turin, they scuffled with police, while in Palermo and Sicily, demonstrators burned the flags of trade unions that refused to take part in the strike. Parliament is meeting to ratify a series.